You are now tuned in to the Addicted to Success.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next level game changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on Addicted to Success.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I am excited because today we have an author of the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller, How the World Sees You. Her name is Sally Hogshead. She's a fascinating lady. She is a Hall of Fame speaker and creator of the Fascination Advantage Assessment. So uh, Sally, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Hey, Joel. I'm excited to be talking to you today. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. So I had the pleasure of uh, listening to the audio version of your book, How the World Sees You. And you know what? I chucked it in my iPhone and I listened to it in the car. I listened to it at the gym. Uh, I just couldn't put it down. I just couldn't press stop or pause. You know, it's uh, a book that I listened all the way through. And I've got to say, you know, congratulations. You've created such an awesome book. Um, I don't usually read books all the way through. I kind of cut cut and chop through it. So uh, yeah, you've done really well. Well, I I have to admit, I'm excited I was able to hold your attention. In the book, I describe how the average attention span is only nine seconds, the same as a goldfish. So if I was able to keep you all the way through part one, that that means we're we're off to a great start. (laughs) That's it. So you're doing your job right, that's for sure. So uh, tell us a little bit about this book. Sure. Uh, I found that... uh, there's as entrepreneurs and as individuals, there's a new way that we need to be seeing ourselves. And it's different than the way we grew up thinking about ourselves. We think about ourselves in terms of how we see the world. If you've ever done a test like Myers-Briggs or Strengths Finder or DISC, the test tells you how you see the world. But as things become more competitive, more distracted, more commoditized, more demanding, more overwhelming, more stressed, we need to see ourselves from a different perspective. And that perspective is, how does the world see you? How does your prospect see you? How do your partners see you? How do your loved ones see you at your best? And when you can identify how people see you at your best, it becomes really easy for you to over-deliver and outperform every time you communicate. And so the book describes how the world sees you. What are those traits that allow you to get in the flow that make people want to work with you and fall in love with you and champion for you? And how can you do that intentionally every time you communicate? Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And this uh, book really cuts above the rest because I know that a lot of entrepreneurs, they really want to be able to stand out. They want to be fascinating. Um, but I think that it, they, they don't really know what fascination is. So can you kind of break down the definition of what fascination is? Sure. For the first half of my career, I was a creative director in advertising for companies like Coca-Cola and Nike and Target and Mini Cooper. And I found that there are specific patterns to really successful communication that apply not only for brands, but also for us as individuals. For example, have you ever been in a situation in which you were totally in the flow, you were in the zone, your words were coming out perfectly, your listener was paying attention just to you? 
in those moments, you were at your most fascinating, those moments when people are focused exclusively on you and they're not distracted by their phone, they're not thinking about their emails, they're not thinking about their next meeting, they're completely consumed by your message. This is what fascination is. Fascination is an intense focus. And if, if people are intensely focused on you when you're doing a pitch, when you're, um, when you're having a conversation with a prospect, or even when you're with your kids at dinner, this is when you're going to be your most effective. And I'll give you an example. As part of our research, we gave a group of women two pairs of sunglasses that were exactly the same. And we said to these women, how much would you pay for these two pairs of sunglasses that were the same down to the last screw? And... The only difference between these sunglasses is that one pair had a Chanel logo. Mm. I want you to think, how much more would you be willing to pay for a pair of sunglasses with a Chanel logo than the exact pair of sunglasses without the logo? Well, it turns out women were willing to pay four times more for the pair with the Chanel logo. So in other words, that brand was so captivating to them that it quadrupled their perceived value of the sunglasses, even though the utility of the sunglasses was exactly the same. Now, this applies not only with brands, but to us as individuals. There are certain situations in which you are intensely valuable. Your customer will do anything to work with you. Your client will drive across town. They'll pay more money. They'll do backflips. They'll work around your schedule. You have, you have far more control in these types of situations when you know how to fascinate your customer or client that you're talking to, just like those Chanel logo glasses. And th that's the quality of being fascinating when you earn somebody's intense focus and you become intensely valuable. Yeah, that's right. And it's funny, as human beings, we can be very materialistic sometimes. It's almost like an instinct, like we think we need something. Um, when really it's just a want, you know, we're getting sold to by these brands, uh, by these companies all the time that we really start to buy into the hype and we think that, you know, this is really what we need when it's not always true. And, and there are qualities about us that can act almost like the Chanel logo for your personality. For example, some people are incredibly detail oriented and clients will do anything to work with them. An accountant who has an ability to look at those numbers and make them neatly get in line or the, um, the, the, the digital media designer who has an ability to envision things that nobody else could. There are certain qualities in your personality that make you intensely valuable. And the cool thing is you already have them. You don't have to change who you are. You just have to become more of who you are. And when you become more of who you are, this is when you can reach your greatest value. When people are, are, are rabid to work with you, when they're fascinated to work with you. And so I developed this assessment, the fascination advantage, that measures what are your most valuable qualities, the ones that, that make you most effective, most memorable, most different than your competition. And, and what we found is that if you, if, once you identify how the world sees you at your best, then you can use these qualities every time you communicate, in your marketing, in your emails, in your conversations. Yeah, and this is great, Sally. I feel like we're really getting into the uh, juice of it all. Uh, in this interview right now. So um, I love how you say that, you know, we should really focus on what we have right now so that we can amplify it more. And I feel like uh, a lot of entrepreneurs fake the funk quite a bit. You know, they look up to certain people and they try and model after what they do, which is all good. But at the same time, you know, you need to know what your strengths are and focus on that. 
So I think a great way to do this is by taking your test, you know, the fascination advantage assessment. And, you know, I've taken a lot of different tests and I just, I love what you guys are doing. I, I feel like you really pinpoint the strengths, the characteristics, and also the archetype that we really need to know. I uh, did the test myself and I came out as what you call the victor. And I think it was very accurate. You know, it, it gave me a good idea of how I can work with others, how others see me, my strengths, my archetype. And, you know, what, do, what, what separates these, this assessment from the rest? Sure. Well, there are plenty of other personality assessments, and most of them are built on psychology. So they're measuring, like I was saying before, they're measuring how you see the world. And this is the first assessment that's built on marketing. It, it measures something different. It measures how the world sees you at your best. In other words, what are those qualities within you that make you intensely valuable? <coughs> Getting so excited talking about it, I'm almost choking up. <laughs> <laughs> When, when you took the assessment, what we learned about you is something that anybody who listens to you, Joel, already knows, which is you are respected, you're competitive, you're results-oriented. You don't want to do things half-assed. You don't want to do things in a way that's going to be mediocre. You want to make sure that you're going to have a specific outcome that over-delivers and exceeds expectations. In other words, that's what makes you most fascinating. And the more that you can apply that in your meetings, in your communication, in your marketing, to give people those results and to push them, to even get them outside of their comfort zone, the more that you're gonna be becoming more of who you are. Remember, like we were saying a moment ago, you don't have to change who you are, you have to become more of who you are. I have a different archetype than you. Mine is the catalyst. The catalyst is passionate and innovative, out-of-the-box, social, energizing. Catalysts aren't as result-oriented. We like to be able to invent and brainstorm. So if you and I were working together, we'd have um, a, a two different sets of advantages that we'd be bringing to the table. You'd be focused on the result, and I'd be focused on making sure that the, the process is as creative and involved as it possibly can be. You and I both need to work with somebody who's super detail-oriented, somebody who's going to be able to be meticulous and focus on the follow-through. And that, that's an important thing for us as entrepreneurs to know. And when we hire, when we build our teams, even if we are just hiring one person to be our right hand, you don't want to replicate you don't want to replicate advantages in the people you work with. You want to optimize who you are. Yeah, and you know, I feel like this assessment is really fascinating. It's great because it really points everything out that you need to know. Uh, another thing that it does as well is it shows you where there's not so much value with your archetype so that you can be aware of that yourself. So I'm actually in the middle of hiring interns right now and I think it'd be a great idea to get them to take the assessment as well so that way we can see how we can better work together in a team and even for you know future employees people that are bring on board I think uh, it'd be great not just for me to know but also for them to be familiar with their strengths and weaknesses and how they can really work on with a us. great team 
we've measured half a million people at this point, and we've looked at uh, we, over 100,000 entrepreneurs, um, over 12,000 of whom own their own businesses or the CEO of a small business. And one of the things that we found is among great teams, the biggest mistake that entrepreneurs make is they try to replicate themselves. They, they meet somebody in the interview, they have a sense of chemistry, they feel like there's a rapport there, and so they hire the person because they sense a commonality. The problem is then you end up with two people who are big picture oriented, but not not going to be detail oriented or two people who love change but hate to have to actually execute um, and manage. So, um, so it, we've made it possible for for listeners to be able to take the assessment. And uh, I think this is a cool gift that you're going to be giving them, Joel. Do you want me to give the URL so they can take the assessment? Yeah, yeah. If you could, that'd be great, Sally. Thank you. I know you uh, you don't usually do this, but. Uh, you know, I'm sure the listeners are very appreciative of this, and uh, look, I really appreciate you sharing this with us. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's our pleasure. We love, we, we, we love the work you do. So here's the URL: go to howtofascinate.com/u y o u. That's howtofascinate.com/u y o u, and then here's the secret code. The code is addicted to success. And the word two is the number two, all one word, addicted to success, all one word. And when you take the assessment, you, that, that code will let you write in. You'll be able to um, do the assessment. It's normally $37 and it only takes about three minutes. It's 28 questions. And the test is measuring how people see you at your best. In other words, what kind of first impression do you make and how's your communication perceived by others? And then at the end, you get a report that describes for you all the different ways that you're most likely to succeed and areas where you may have a competitive disadvantage that are kind of your, your watch out zone, probably not the areas where you're going to be most likely to shine. Okay. Well, there you have it, guys. Make sure you head out there. Make sure you take that assessment with the addicted to success code in it. Uh, I would love to hear your results. I think it'd be great if you shared that. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what kind of results pop up. And um, I'm excited to see what the results are for a lot of entrepreneurs as well, whether they're very similar to each other. I mean, actually, Sally, this is a question that I had uh, kind of pop up in my mind as you were talking to me. And I want to know, are there commonalities between female entrepreneurs and male entrepreneurs? I mean, you've studied over what five hundred thousand yes. or a million people now. Half a million with this assessment. Individuals, and when we when we look at the personalities, what we're looking for, what are the ways in which that person is most likely to be different than everyone else? So instead of measuring strengths, we're measuring differences. And one of the big differences we find between men and women is women want to communicate in a way that is. Face to face, they want to be able to use a lot of adjectives. They like to be highly descriptive in their communication style. So women have an advantage in in-person interactions. They have an advantage for first impressions, and uh, they're more likely to be at, at their competitive top when they can create some kind of a a, um, a to emotionally get in sync with their listener. Men, on the other hand. Uh, tend to communicate in a way that's more about the information. They like to be able to have opinions of authority. They like to be authoritative. Now, there isn't one that's better than the other, but it's important for you to understand how the world sees you. So if you're a female entrepreneur 
and you have a, um, a brilliant creative streak, what I call the, the innovation advantage, then it's crucial for you to make sure that you're attracting the clients that are going to appreciate you for who you are so that you're attracting the clients that are going to love to work with you and pay you more for it and keep coming back to you and refer you. Problem is a lot of female entrepreneurs try to water themselves down when they go out in their marketing or their introductions and they try to fit who their listener is. In other words, they try to um, change themselves in the conversation. And along the way, when they're doing that, they're, they're not being authentic and they're not going to be as likely to succeed. You don't have to change who you are. You have to become more of who you are. And when you become more of who you are, that's when you're most likely to be different. And when you're different, you're more valuable. Different is better than better. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head right there. You know, originality always trumps being like everybody else, right? Especially in a commoditized market. Yeah. Especially when you've got, when you're an entrepreneur and you want to develop your voice and your niche and your, and your audience, it's crucial for you to find a way to stand out, stand out or don't bother. Yes. I love that, Sally. Stand out or don't bother. That's a, a great quote, a great line there. Thanks for sharing that with us. So I know in the past you've worked with a lot of big name organizations, big companies, and uh, you know, you've know you served them as a marketing expert. So what are the three top things that you've learned through communications and working with these big companies? Sure, yeah, great. The, 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 here are three quick lessons that you can apply in your career every day. The first one is don't focus on how you're similar to others, but focus on how you're different. When you look at the leading brands, they're not focusing on the ways in which they're, they're similar or even better than their competition. They're focusing on the ways in which they have a slight competitive edge. And that competitive edge is crucial because every time you communicate, you're either adding value or you're taking up space. And if you're just replicating what, what your audience is listening to, then you're taking up space, not adding value. Second point is your differences can be really small. And they can be simple. You don't have to reinvent the category. You can have one specific way that your personality um, has, a, has a competitive difference. Maybe you're a little bit more hardworking or you're a little bit more methodical or you're more um, uh, flexible or you're more pioneering or artistic or energizing. The more you can identify what are those qualities that make you different and then build your whole brand around that, then you can have more control over how your business is growing and scale. And the last thing is, once you own a difference, you can charge more money because people can see what you are, uh, what what you're delivering, and how you're adding value. And when you add more value, it becomes easy for you to make sure that your business is growing around who you are and not what you do. What you do is a commodity, but who you are is unique. Great advice, Sally. Thank you for sharing that with us. What do you feel are the three things that um that people can do to to make a better impression and to really get noticed and to stand out in their next business venture? At the beginning of our conversation, we were joking about the audiobook and how the average attention span is only nine seconds, which is the same as a goldfish. So first time you go into an, an introduction, imagine that that person is a goldfish and they're going to swim away to their iPhone or they're going to swim away mentally uh, to their to-do to, to list if you don't add value immediately. When we go in and we study high performers, what we find is their personality has a specialty. In other words, they're not trying to be all things to all people. They focus in and double down on certain qualities of their personality. So the, the, the second lesson that I would give for entrepreneurs is 
making sure that when you when you communicate, when you make that introduction, front load your value and make sure that you're e- immediately communicating the way in which you're most likely to over deliver. And then finally, remember, every time you communicate, you're either adding value or taking up space. So it's better to not put yourself in front of a prospect than to waste their time with weak communication. Don't send an email just to send an email. Don't introduce yourself just to introduce yourself. Our attention span is our most valuable asset that we have. When you ask somebody for their attention, then they expect you to give value in return. And if you don't give value in return, then you've just become almost the equivalent of human spam. So before you reach out to uh, to send out that marketing message or make a post on Twitter or um, or schedule a meeting, make sure that you know how you're going to add value. Yeah, excellent advice. And you know, I feel like this applies to uh, a lot of people in the in the space that I play in with the blogging. You know, running a website. I've seen it change very quickly over the last... I've been running Addicted to Success for the last four years now. It's getting close to four years. And back in the day, I could get away with just, you know, oh, here's um, here's a video that someone's put out. I'll just kind of re- repurpose that and crunch it down a little bit. Now I can't do anything like that. I need to come up with a lot of my own unique, creative uh, content. Otherwise, it just won't get shared. It won't get the reach. And and also, I feel that like it becomes your fi- your thumbprint, your fingerprint, right? It becomes your identity and like what makes you stand out from the rest. I think that um, you know, at the end of the day, we we can't control our competition. I think a lot of people are trying to control the competition around them too much, and they're getting distracted from working on themselves and becoming the best version of themselves, like you say. So, you know, one of the things you, that hey. I love, I, I love about your, your, your blog and the content that you produce, the world isn't changed by people who sort of care. The world is changed by people who passionately, almost irrationally care. And what's so clear in every piece of content that you publish, Joel, is how much you care. You don't sort of anything. You don't sort of care. You don't sort of post. You don't sort of build a following. You do it wholeheartedly. And I think that's so inspiring for all of us as entrepreneurs to watch not just what you're saying, but how you're saying it. Oh, thank you so much, Sally. appreciate that. (laughs) You know, you do a lot of hard work and it's great to be recognized for it. So thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Where can we find how the world sees you is it on amazon is it have you got it like up on your site or where, where can we find it sure you well you can go to amazon you can uh, get the book or listen to the audio book which I, I i know you have personal experience with but i i i really encourage people to take the assessment and to learn their fascination advantage because the assessment will give them the key to begin unlocking this and uh and 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 then to be thinking is there as they're looking at your site and they're reading your blog to think how can they be applying that according to the advantages that the assessment will show them. In other words, when you're showing them um, um, the 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 one word that you need to know in order to be a great entrepreneur, for them to be able to apply that word hustle to apply that to themselves in their own way, so that it feels authentic and it feels like a, a genuine part of their business, they can grow. Yeah, excellent. And how can people stay on your radar? How can they see where Sally is at right now? Are you on any social media streams at the moment? I sure am. I'm on Twitter at Sally Hogshead. That's my handle, Sally Hogshead. And, uh, um, and of course, on the blog at How to Fascinate. Okay, excellent. And Sally, we always finish the interview with this question. This question is, 
if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that 30 seconds sound like? On the day you were born, you already had qualities inside of you that were fascinating. You don't have to learn how to use them. You already have the qualities to captivate people, to make them fall in love with you, to engage them, to excite them, to connect with them and inspire them. You don't learn how to be fascinating. You unlearn how to be boring. Oh, excellent. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Sally. Oh, Appreciate Joel, that. Thank you. Such a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. And um, and yeah, for all the listeners out there, make sure you take that test. Don't sleep on it. Take the test. Uh, purchase the book. We can put a link up along with this article as well for you to be able to easily access the assessment and also the book. And uh, check out, you know, Sally's work. It's, it's, it's great. It really stands out. She does really fascinate. She stands by what she talks about. So make sure you follow through and uh, do yourself a favor and do that assessment and share it with the rest of the world. So thank you for tuning into the Addicted to Success podcast. Don't forget to rate us and review us on the iTunes store or Stitcher. And uh, have a kick-ass week. Joel, thank you so much.